Okay, so I saw a tweet the other day that said something to the effect of, try to start your podcast with a different intro every single time. There was some negative stuff in the tweet that also said, if you don't start your podcast that way, I'm going to lose interest and I'm not going to want to listen to the rest of it. But in the spirit of being positive this year, I'm not going to harp on that. Instead, I am going to mix it up and we are going to change the intro and see how it goes and just talk. Uh, This is Back to Basic. Welcome back or welcome if you're new. I'm Danielle. Seeing that tweet uh, was actually kind of weird because, yeah, I get it. Like repetition is boring and annoying, but as somebody who loves a good like theme song from a show or loves listening to the same music over and over again or, you know, comfort watches Grey's Anatomy 15 million times. And yeah, I am comfort watching Grey's Anatomy right now on season eight. I am someone who likes that kind of routine and likes that kind of comfort and something I can rely on. Like some of my favorite podcasts start the same way and I can always rely on that that intro. So it's interesting that some people don't think that way. And I am someone who 100% hates being out of my comfort zone. And it's something I'm really trying to work on because I've started to realize more and more that I am that person. And I've always known that I am like a homebody and I love my comfort zone and I love being comfortable. I mean, who wouldn't prefer wearing leggings and sweats over, you know, four inch heels? I mean, I love heels. Don't get me wrong. That's not the point of the conversation. But anyway, I am definitely someone who loves my comfort zone and I am trying very hard to step out of my comfort zone more and more because I know that that's where growth comes from. I know that's where opportunities come from. And I know when you leave your comfort zone, better things happen. As we've discussed, releasing this podcast and continuing to put myself out there every single week and continuing to you know, do these things is me stepping out of my comfort zone. And me changing the intro just now is me stepping out of my comfort zone. So we are trying. If you haven't gathered yet, uh, this week we are going to talk a little bit about comfort zones in respect to what's been on my mind lately. And we are going to talk about people pleasing because I, well, I don't want to give too many spoilers until we jump into the meat of the episode. As you know, this is just the bread, but this is going to be a solo dolo episode. We are going to chit chat. So I hope that you are ready. I hope that you are you know what? For the sake of this, I hope that you are comfortable. I hope that you're in your comfort zone. You're in your car. You're at home. You're in sweatpants. You are just ready to go and relaxed and ready to get back to basic. Okay, so as I sort of talked about in the intro, we are going to talk about comfort zones and people pleasing. And not that they necessarily tie together, but there are pieces that I think work. First of all, comfort zones is something that has been on my mind a lot lately. I am currently looking for an apartment and, you know, the question of where we want to look for this apartment has come up quite a bit. And that is because it really has to do more with if I want to stay in a place that I know and a place that I'm comfortable with, 
or if I want to branch out a little bit and go somewhere that's a little different. Now, mind you, where I'm looking is not like across the country. So it's not like I'm actually leaving, you know, familiar territory. It's more just leaving my normal routine, leaving what I know, leaving what I'm comfortable with. I have gone back and forth a million times about what would be right, what would be best. I've talked to a lot of people and I still find myself wondering where I will be comfortable. But then again, I've heard that you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and that you need to step out of your comfort zone in order to grow and in order to do things. So it is not lost on me that moving to a slightly different location would be really good for me. It would probably open me up a lot more to new people, to new experiences, and just get me into a new routine, which I think is so important. Uh, But you know, that whole comfortable thing just kind of, I like it. I like my comforts. Noah likes to point out a lot that I don't love leaving my comfort zone. I am a cancer, okay? We are homebodies, we love our comforts, we are moody creatures, and I am 100% a cancer. But I'm really working on not being as comfortable. I'm working on making changes and, and letting myself make changes. And I've started to notice that as I'm getting closer to 30, I'm starting to have this like clock in my head and it's not like a biological clock or not like anything crazy like that it's more of like this clock of like what do I want tick 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 like what do you want to do what's next like where are we going and I find myself thinking or overthinking if we're being honest all of the options and all the things I want to do and all the things that I should do and I find myself sometimes watching Grey's Anatomy and thinking hey I could be a surgeon or watching 911 and saying, hey, should I go be an EMT? Realistically, I know that that's a lot harder and those jobs are so important and so vital. Uh, So I'm not saying, you know, that I'm just like, oh, I'm going to jump on that train. Granted, I'm looking at a fictional soap TV show uh, and thinking, what is outside my comfort zone? What's next? Do I want to stay where I am? Do I want to move? Do I want to go forward? Do I want to switch careers? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? And it's a lot of pressure when you're trying to figure out what's next. And stepping outside of your comfort zone is even more pressure because making a change is stepping outside of your comfort zone. So if I were to say that I want to switch careers or I want to do this or that, there's a lot that goes into it. And yeah, it would be easier just to stay where I am you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, la la la, all of those things. But bringing it back to that whole apartment thing, yeah, moving to a different location would be great. And it would be good for me. But I still have this thing of like, if I move away, will people forget about me? And again, there's that comfort. There's the comfort of the people and places I know. So that has been on my mind so much. And as you know, I can be a perfectionist. So sometimes if I think that I make the wrong decision, then it just, you know, spirals. And that's just how it goes. And I know I'm not alone, especially mid-pandemic. Like, we are all trying to figure out what's next. And I have talked to so many people about how their lives have been on hold and how we don't know where we're going or what we're doing and how we've kind of rethought a lot in our lives throughout this time. Also, I mean, really, what part of this pandemic has been comfortable? We have been out of our normal routines for so long now that this routine is the new normal, and it's not 
great, but it's where we are. So I think getting back to a normal is going to be uncomfortable for a little bit too, but it is going to be needed. And in the same way of me looking to make a change in my life, in my location, in my career, in my XYZ, it would be great. So that is kind of what I wanted to touch on comfort zones for a few seconds because it has been something that's really just been on my mind that I've talked to many people about because many people know that I need a push to get out of my comfort zone, but I'm really trying to embrace that this year and make the decisions and also know that I don't need to necessarily commit to one change, one zone, if you will. I can be flexible. I can change the zones. I can make decisions. I can give myself options. But if I stay in my comfort zone, I'm not giving myself any options. I'm just there. I'm just stuck. That is a little bit of what I'm working on. And hopefully next time we chat about something like this, I will have more details for you of me actually being in a different zone. We'll see. Stay tuned. But bringing it back to the other part that I mentioned in the intro, people-pleasing. Now, I have suspected that I have people-pleasing tendencies for a while now, but I was inspired to talk about this a little bit more because my cousin, Jess Costa, who I talk about a lot on this podcast because her and I, you know, we get into these creative therapy sessions. And I also did an episode with her that you can listen to. Um, She sent me this Instagram post about people pleasing and how to break those habits. And I read that post and immediately it clicked that I do the things that it's telling you not to do sometimes. I can be a people pleaser. So I wanted to look into it a little bit more and talk about it a little bit more because I think that some of us can be people pleasers without realizing that we are. And it doesn't mean that you're someone who like cares what everyone thinks all the time or you're this like little bunny who gets walked over. You're not. You're not at all. It just means that sometimes we have these habits and we have these things that we do that we may not realize are toxic and are people pleasing. That being said, Um, The definition of people-pleasing, in case you don't know what a people-pleaser is, a people-pleaser is someone who tries hard to make others happy. They will often go out of their way to please someone, even if it means taking their own valuable time or resources away from them. People-pleasers often act the way they do because of their insecurities and lack of self-esteem. So that is what a people-pleaser is generally. People-pleasers confuse pleasing people with kindness, but... It's not always kindness. It's sometimes being taken advantage of. And again, I'm not saying that you're like, oh, people walk all over you. But sometimes there is a thing as too nice and I'm learning that. Um, Fun fact, I once got broken up with via text and told I was too nice, which I know I am. And it's, it's a habit that I'm really working on breaking and have been working on breaking for a bit now. But I always said like if the worst thing someone can say about me is that I'm too nice, then I guess I'm doing something right. But Then I learned what people-pleasing really meant, and I was like, okay, that's not necessarily a good thing. I want them to think I'm nice. I want them to think I'm a kind-hearted person, but I don't want them to think that they can take advantage of me or can treat me a certain way. So if this sounds like you at all, like if you are someone who thinks that you're just being nice, I just want you to know I'm there with you. I get it. I have always been someone who tries to make others happy, and I've 
always wanted to make others happy. I mean, even in what we were just talking about with comfort zones, part of the thing I go back and forth on a lot is, you know, I want to maybe change careers and do something a little more meaningful or maybe help people in some way, anything like that. So I'm someone who wants to help people and wants to make people happy. But, you know, there's a difference, apparently. So here are some signs that you are a people pleaser. This is according to Psychology Today. So one, uh, you pretend to agree with everyone. You listen to people's opinions, even if you disagree. Listening is great. I mean, listening is a quality that we all want in a friend, um, in a partner. But pretending to agree with someone because you just want them to like you, that is a people-pleasing sign. Uh, Number two, you feel responsible for how other people feel. So it is important to recognize what your actions do to other people and how they feel, but thinking that you have the power to make someone happy or you have the power to change someone's emotions, you are the one who made them upset, you are the one who did this, that is not healthy. And unless you like literally did something so awful to somebody that you made them upset, and there's proof of that, by the way, like there's receipts, okay, like Kim Kardashian says, then you did not control their emotions. We are in charge of our own emotions. You're not to blame for that. I have been in a situation where I have been blamed for someone's negative emotions. And at the time, I really took on that blame, um, even though logically I knew that there were other factors. It took a long time for me to get out of that feeling Because it's hard. When someone you cares about says that, it's really hard to not take responsibility. But it's not always your fault. Uh, Number three, you apologize often, which is something that I think a lot of us do, especially women and especially in the workplace. I'm really working on not doing that. Like you blame yourself, you say you're sorry, and I apologize. I over-apologize for things that I don't need to apologize for. I have been in fights where I apologize a million times and there has never been an apology back, but I still apologize because I don't know what else to do. And it took me a while to realize that I don't need to blame myself for everything that you know, it takes two to tango. There's two people in relationships. There's two people in friendships. There's multiple people in families. And if someone doesn't like me, I don't need that validation. And I don't need to apologize for being me. And a lot of the times you feel like you do. And that's also, I think a lot of this also has to do with surrounding yourself with um, more positive people so you don't feel like you have to do this or toxic people where you feel like you do have to do this. But um, I digress. Number four, you feel burdened by the things you have to do. Number five, we're going to go through this. This is like 10 signs. So I'm going to keep going. Number five, you can't say no. This is a big one. I say yes a lot. Um, If someone asks me to do something, I say yes, especially in work situations. I will always be like, I can help you with anything. I got this. We could do this. But you need to focus on you too. Or if you are overextending yourself, it's not going to be good for anybody. Number six, you feel uncomfortable if someone is angry at you. This says just because someone is mad doesn't necessarily mean you did anything wrong. This is something that I have definitely worked through. Like I said, I even in that little therapy creative brainstorming session with Jess Costa, I even said to her that I am now realizing I don't need validation from other people. And if they hate me, they hate me. I can't do anything about it. And embracing that they hate me actually makes me accept it and makes me feel better 
because I know that I did everything I could possibly do to make them like me. And they don't. And I know it's always been a trope of like, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to be your friend. La, la, la. But I mean, I'm someone who wants people to like me. I do. And I'm not going to apologize for that. But I'm also going to not be upset if someone is angry at me or if someone hates me. And you know what? It's their right to hate me. You know, we all have people we don't like, situations we don't like. I'm not going to invalidate your feelings if you don't like me, but I am not going to invalidate my own feelings either. So just because someone is mad at you doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Or just because someone is mad at you and maybe you apologized 15 million times, right? If they don't want to accept that apology, if they don't want to talk, if they don't want to work through it, or if they don't want to acknowledge what you are also going through, then it's not worth it. Number seven, you act like the people around you. Um, I don't really do this. I just act like myself or I stay quiet. I mean, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. But also, I'm not going to pretend to be like someone else. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to have my own goals, my own likes, my own dislikes. And sometimes I'm going to be a sarcastic ass and make stupid pop culture references. But I'm going to do those things because that's me. I've never really been someone who's going to try to fit the mold, though. Um, I tend to just be myself. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Number eight, you need praise to feel good. Number nine, you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. I will admit to doing this one. I don't like conflict. I avoid conflict if I can. Um, I'm sure there's some like deep psychological shit in there that a therapist would love to dissect, but I don't love conflict. I love good deep conversations. If you are willing to sit down and have a real conversation with me about how you feel about what happened about everything and there's mutual understanding and listening, then I'm good with that, even if it's a negative conversation. But if it's conflict, I, yeah, I try to avoid conflict if I can. And number 10, you don't admit when your feelings are hurt. Now I do. I I admit when my feelings are hurt more now than I do. I keep things close to the vest. I really do. Uh, Noah will tell you that that annoys him, but I tend to keep things more to myself, try to work through them myself. That's not always the case. Sometimes you need to talk to someone. Sometimes you need to, you know, click record on a podcast and talk about something to get it out in the universe and say, hey, us people pleasers are people too, and we are just trying to be nice and we are trying to work through it. That's all I'm going to say. So yes, it's important to please certain people, right? It's important to please your boss. It's important to make sure that your family knows that you love them and you would do anything for them, but don't do it to a point where you're being taken advantage of or you're being treated badly because I've been there and it's not fun. And in the end, it just makes you feel worse. And then you probably people please even more because you're trying to make up for feeling worse. So it's like a vicious cycle, but it happens. And the other thing is you don't need to people please to have people like you. You don't need to apologize for things that you didn't do in order for them to be your friend if they didn't want to accept your apology or have a conversation or whatever they aren't your friend that's it and trying to please them and apologize your way out of the situation is not going to do anything but hurt yourself and I know that so yeah I I, like I said sometimes I have a PTSD of like oh my god do my friends like me which could just be you know a millennial crisis or you know getting older and it's always hard to have adult friends and making friends and all that stuff but you know that's a thing we all have it 
Some of us have it more than others. During a pandemic, I have realized that this is something that I have had tendency to do. Not all the time, though. I want to point that out. Not all the time do I people please. There are times I've noticed it more, and that's why I'm talking about it, because maybe you notice it more, too. But you can get out of that habit, and you can take care of yourself, and people will still like you. And you know what? If they don't like you for stupid reasons, then that's on them. If they don't like you after, you know, being friends with you and don't want to have a conversation with you and don't want to do it, it's fine. Just don't put yourself out to please other people who don't care. Now, that's not to say that I will not go out of my way for my friends or my family. I have and I will. And I want those people to be happy and I want those people to feel special because they are special. They are special to me. And I want people to do like know that. And I think it's important that the people you love know that now while they can. I tell my friends how much I love them, how grateful I am to have them in my life. I, I am very grateful. But that doesn't mean if you're going to try and walk all over me that I'm going to be happy with that and that that's going to be special to me. It's a fine line that we're all working out and that I'm working out, that I can have nice gestures for friends without killing myself to do it. And they will appreciate it if they are really my friends because they will know it's from the heart and that I love them. And I don't need to apologize for not doing that or feel bad if I don't go those extra lengths because I can't. Maybe I'm busy. Maybe I don't have the money. Whatever it may be. It's just, it's, that's the whole people pleasing thing. I want to please those people, but I want to make sure that I am good. Here's some ways um, if you're like me and you've realized that you do a couple of these things. By the way, you don't need to do all of these things to be a people pleaser. And also, you don't even need to call yourself a people pleaser. Like I am saying that I am sometimes a people pleaser. I have people pleasing tendencies, but I'm not gonna like put that on my Instagram bio and be like, Danielle, radio, podcast, people pleaser. It's fine. Sometimes we are people pleasers. Sometimes we're recovering people pleasers, but I'm gonna tell you ways that you can stop. First of all, my, this is like my thing. This is not from this Science of People article. Put yourself first. It's okay to put yourself first. Sometimes I put others first and I need to remember that I am important too. Other ways that you can stop people pleasing is saying that you will get back to them, that you don't know if you can do it right now. It's easier than saying no right away, but it's still delaying that and then you can actually think about if you can do it, if it's going to put you out, if you're able to do whatever they're asking of you. You can express your opinion about something small or take a stand for something you believe in. Stand up for yourself. Really, it's about rewriting your story, getting rid of toxic people if you need to, um, or if it's like a situation where you're not getting rid of the toxic person like maybe you can't then just like don't care what the toxic person thinks all of these things will help you build the confidence to stop doing those things it's not like it's going to build the confidence to turn you into a disney villain over here like you're still probably going to be nice and still going to want to make sure that people in your life are happy but it's okay to say no sometimes it's okay to slow down for yourself and it's okay to not apologize for everything you do that's a big one interestingly enough people on average say sorry up to seven times a day. That's about 200,000 times in one lifetime or 56 hours of us saying sorry, according to a survey by Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's now that's toxic. Talk about getting rid of toxic people. So reframe how you're saying sorry. You don't need to say you're sorry. Sometimes even if you do need to say you're sorry, rephrase it because it's not necessary. And the biggest thing here is um, own your internal validation. Own that you are awesome, 
that you are great. People like you even if you have to say no. A study conducted by University College London and Aarhus University in Denmark found that we can tell who are validation seekers simply by looking at their brain scans, which is really crazy. Our brain knows that we need validation sometimes, and sometimes we do need validation. I'm not going to lie. If I tint my eyebrows and and Noah says, wow, your eyebrows look good, I'm going to go, hmm, good choice, Danielle, in tinting the eyebrows. Sometimes it's nice. It's validation. It's reassurance. But you need to be validated by yourself. You need to rely on internal validations. Some ways that you can do it, do activities that make you feel like a baller. Like for me, sitting here and having this conversation with you makes me feel pretty damn good. Releasing this podcast tomorrow on time will make me feel pretty damn good. Um, Hang around people who make you feel awesome. You know, sitting and having a great conversation with friends and just like having a good time is the best feeling. And enjoy being happy. Don't feel guilty about it. You know, you're not pizza. You can't please everyone. Or I would say you're not guacamole. You can't please everyone. But maybe you're extra because I know I can be extra. Look, at the end of the day, we all want to be liked. It's human nature to want to be liked. It's not okay, though, to put yourself out for others who would not do the same for you. And that's really what it's all about. And you don't need to be a people pleaser to have friends, to have people who want you in their lives to have people who think you're awesome. And you know what? It's harder as you get older. It's harder in a pandemic. You know, we haven't been able to see friends and family as much as we want. So you don't get that validation. So maybe you feel that you need to go even more above and beyond. But you don't always have to do that unless you want to. If you want to go above and beyond because you know that someone would be there for you at a drop of a hat or they would do the same for you, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you that you don't need to be taken advantage of or be a people pleaser all the time. I'm telling myself that a little bit too. I'm working on it, clearly, as we're talking about it. And at the end of the day, maybe getting out of some of these habits, like stopping apologizing on emails at work, which has definitely been a struggle for me, like that's out of my comfort zone because my natural reaction is, sorry, da-da-da-da-da, when I shouldn't have to say that because I don't have anything to be sorry for. Neither do you. I think that we should... Start doing positive affirmations. Put that shit out in the universe. But step out of your comfort zone. Look in a mirror. Put some post-its on the wall. Tell yourself that you are fucking awesome, okay? People like you. I like you. Get out of that comfort zone if you need to. So like bringing it back, I shouldn't have to worry that my friends are not going to like if I move. First of all, I'm not moving, you know, further than like 25 minutes away, which is nothing. Second of all, My friends love me and they will come see me and they will be my friend no matter where I am. So that's like a people-pleasing thing that I need to get rid of, you know? You make the decisions that work best for you in your life and the people that love you and that matter will be there even if you don't go out of your way to do something that inconveniences you. So find other ways to show people you love them. Tell them you don't need to people-please. You don't need to apologize. And you do need to step out of your comfort zone because that is something that will help with all of it and help with your internal validation and then help make you feel like a badass. That's what I got for you this week. I am definitely stepping out of my comfort zone in talking about all of this, but that is the point. And we just got back to basic. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you learned something. I hope that you are going to step out of your comfort zone, that you know you are a badass. Please rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Let me know who you want me to get back to basic with and what you want me to get back to basic about. 
and follow me on instagram at danielle maria costa i will be pleased with that follow the podcast at back to basic podcast well i will see you on wednesday because on wednesdays we podcast